Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, rolmt.com, or download our app. Just search R-O-L-M-T in your app store. Thanks. Well, we're going we're gonna to jump into doing, uh, we have one person so far tonight that is signed up for baptism. We have, we have quite a few more for tomorrow. But the way that we do it here at River, in case you don't know, is we open it up. So if you are here and you're like, and you start feeling like, oh, I feel like God is, is really wanting me to do that, then we have a change of clothes for you. We have a towel for you. And you may go, well, I have friends and family that I would like to see it. We have live stream for you. So we have really removed all of the excuses as to why you wouldn't be baptized tonight. And, and I just want to say this to you. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you've accepted him, you said, hey, I want to follow him, and you've not been baptized in water, I would challenge you. It's not a class that you need to take. It's not... It's not uh, you have to get to a certain level in your faith journey. Um, we watch in the New Testament where people get saved and they get baptized in that, same, in that same encounter. Why? Because it's a public confession. I'm saying, I believe that Jesus is who he says that he is, and I want to follow him from this day forward. And so in just a few moments, if you're here and you've not been baptized in water and you would like to be, you can go back to the, to the foyer out there, and Tiana would be more than happy to help you with that. She will, she'll get you all the things that you need, and then when, we, when it comes time to do baptisms, you can come, and, uh, and we would love to participate in that with you. We are, we are just doing a one-off sermon tonight that we've called Declaration of Dependence. Um, as we step into this week where we will celebrate the Declaration of Independence, today I want us to celebrate the Declaration of Dependence. Not dependence on government, not dependence on man, not dependence on a financial institution, but dependence on the creator of the universe. And we have come to a place, I believe, in Western culture especially, where we have become less and less dependent on God. We like to come to church, and we love to sing the songs, and we like to participate in what's going on, and, and we, we like to hear from God's word. But the reality is most of our day-to-day existence, it's based on what we want and how we want to do things. And if there's a, if there's a struggle that comes about, we'll work through it, and we'll figure it out. But I believe with all my heart that we are stepping into a time and a season where it is going to become vital that the church depends on God. We may have been able to do it years ago where we could just kind of try and struggle through it on our own, but I think that as we move forward, we're going to see that it is only going to become harder and harder for us to do it on our own. Adversity will come our way. And if we are only dependent on what we know and what we can accomplish, can I just tell you that it's most likely that you will give up and you will quit. But if you can come to this place where you understand it is vital for me to become dependent on who God is and who he says that I am, it will be a game changer for you. It will be a game changer for your family. It will become a game changer for this church. It will become a a game changer for our community because we need to model it. We need to show what that looks like. When we find ourselves submitting to God, becoming completely dependent on him, we, will, we can walk through even the darkest of times knowing that he is good and that he is in control. I don't know if you have anybody in your life that is really good about even when they're in a struggle, they still can, can still have some kind of joy in them. 
And you're like, man, I know what's going on in your life, but yet you still seem to be joyful. And it's that place that they found inside of themselves where they say, I am going to be completely dependent on God because I know that he's got me even in the midst of my storm. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 3, says this, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort from, through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort that God gives us. Let's pray. God, in the next few moments as we look at your word, I pray, Father, show us what we need to see. God, we as a people need to come to this place where we understand what it is to be fully dependent on you. And so, God, we do today declare our dependence on you. And so, Lord, as we look at your word, just, again, illuminate it for us. We are all in different places in our journey with you. And, God, I know that there are those who are, are watching at our campus in Star Valley, Wyoming, and we're so grateful to see what you're doing there. And, God, for those who are, are watching in Malawi, we are, we are just praising you because you are doing such incredible things. Father God, as you are going to open up the jail Lord, we are so thankful because we know that, that there are men and women who need to hear your word. So God, we are just praying that you'd expedite that even faster so that we can get in there and, and, and your word can be spread. God, we just praise you for all that you're doing and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I did wanna mention to you that uh, Pastor Seth and Jace took a little road trip and went down to Star Valley this week and they got to do an encounter worship night there in Star Valley, Wyoming. And it was super good. He said, he said it was really cool to walk in because even the building that they've rented has kind of a river vibe to it. And, uh, and so he was really excited to, to see that. But then he just, they had 30 people show up for a worship night. And, uh, and, and he said it, things are moving in Star Valley. And so we're really excited about that. Continue to pray. God is listening as you guys pray for those, uh, those people who are, are joining us there. And Zeb and Stacy are just doing an incredible job. And so we're so grateful for that. Um, I want to look at this verse for a minute because it's super interesting. First of all, we need to note that believers will have troubles. It says it right there. It says that you'll have troubles, but what's interesting to me is it says that when we do, God will comfort us in our times of trouble, but then why? Why is he going to comfort us? It, it says right in there, it says he will comfort us so that we can comfort others. Like, that's incredible because even in the midst of like, I don't know if you've been in a, a really hard season where something really miserable is going on in your life. And, and, and again, if you're trying to fight through it on your own, then you may be missing out on God comforting you. But if you'll come to a place where you go, God, I don't know why all this stuff is happening to me, but I'm going to still trust you in the middle of it. Then all of a sudden this thing becomes available to you and it's his comfort. But even when God comforts you, you think, oh, this is the one thing that he gives me that I can keep for myself. 
But he says, no, no, no. You're to be generous in all areas of your life. So as you receive comfort, it is so that then you can give comfort. And the, only, the best way that I can, I can think about this is the seasons in my life where I've walked through something like having a child in the hospital or, or walking through my wife going through cancer and some of those things. In the midst of that, we absolutely needed God's comfort. But what's happened in the, after that is when we go through and we see someone else is in a similar situation, all of a sudden I'm reminded of what it felt like to experience God's comfort. And I hope that just some of that is able to flow through me to be there for them. It's amazing how God works. It says in here that when we have, when we have troubles, it is also to bring us comfort and salvation. So in other words, like God sends, allows things to come into your life that are hard because he's refining us. He's getting us ready for maybe what's next. Now, there are things that are hard in your life that you cause. Don't confuse the two. Don't confuse the two. Because there are definitely things that you go do stupid, and it makes a mess for you. And then you can't go, oh, God, what are you trying to teach me? No, you were stupid, right? You did dumb, and now you got to pay for it, and that's just the way it is. But there are things where you are really striving and trying, and you're, you're trying to be like Jesus, and you're trying to do your best, and then all of a sudden, hard things come. And in those moments, we need to come to a place where we go, okay, God, I am believing that there is something that you're A, teaching me. But the thing I thought about this week is that victories can only be won where there are battles. If you never have a battle in your life, you'll never experience a victory in your life. So you have to experience those things so you can know what it's like for God to win a victory for you. The dark moments of our, life, or of our life will last only so long as is necessary for God to accomplish his purpose in us. So if you want God's best for your life and desire to be used by him, at some point, you will travel down the road of adversity. And this means that God can and will use that adversity in your life for a good purpose. And yet, sadly, many people view adversity as being negative or defeating or they're in trouble with God. Again, this is where you've got to be able to discern, is the trouble in my life self-imposed? Did I do stupid? Because then that's something else. You've got to repent. You've got to come out of it. You've got to move forward and get away from whatever that thing is. And that's fine. That's different. But many of us, as we walk down the road and we're doing our best to follow Jesus, there will still be seasons where adversity comes, struggles happen, we find ourselves in a position where we feel like we're constantly being beat down and maybe we even feel defeated. But in those moments, if we'll make a declaration of dependence on the creator of the universe, if we say, God, I am dependent wholly on you, and so even though I don't understand why this thing is happening, I know that you are good, and I know that you can walk me through this, and so I'm gonna put my trust in you, and I'm gonna believe that you are gonna make something good come from something that feels really bad in this moment. God has designed adversity, and regardless of its source, he made it to become a turning point for which some of your greatest leaps forward in your faith will take place. See, it can either build you or destroy you. 
Adversity can come and it can either build you or it can destroy you. It can either make you stronger or it can, it, you can just give up altogether. And God is saying, if when that hard thing comes, when that struggle happens in your life, if you'll lean in even more, instead of going, man, God, where are you? You go, God, I know you're here. I know you're with me. So, Lord, I'm going to just trust you even more. I'm going to believe and I'm going to take you at your word. And I'm going I'm to know that, that even when your word says that troubles are going to come my way, that troubles are coming because it's going to make me stronger and it's going to prepare me to bring comfort to somebody else when they're in trouble. I was thinking about this, and, and it, was, it was a few months back that we had filmed a testimony of somebody that attends our church and I, as, I was, as I was preparing this message, I was like, this is a perfect time for us to hear Danae's story. Before Christ, my life was um, pretty dark. I struggled with addiction and alcoholism and um, in that was my husband and I were separated from our children and um, it's the darkest my life has ever been. The loneliness I felt in that time was uh, consuming, gut-wrenching. <laughs> um, I don't know that there's really words to express uh, how dark and lonely my life was at that time. I came to a place where I needed Christ because um, I had tried everything else. Um, I was separated from my children due to my addiction and I could not live like that. I tried to commit suicide. Um, when we were separated from each other, um, I was actually put in a mental hospital in a padded room for 10 days to protect, really to protect myself um, because I, I was consumed in all of that darkness. Um, I didn't want to live anymore. I saw no reason for life. And then uh, I couldn't live without my kids. I just couldn't do it. And the only way, and I knew the pain that I had caused them, but I was so wrapped up in myself and um, my pain that I, and the drugs, <laughs> that I believe that God came to me in a moment when we lost Randy's brother. and. Um, I saw what suicide did to a family, and in that moment, I realized I wasn't going to do that <laughs> to my children. And um, that was the first time in, I believed in God my whole life, but I just didn't follow Him. I wasn't living for Him, but, but that was the first time in this mess <laughs> that I'd gotten my life into, that I just called out to Him, that I told Him that I was sorry for what I'd become. I was sorry for the things that I did. And I just needed him to get me out of what I've gotten myself into. And to be honest, I didn't think that he was going to show up for me. <laughs> I thought that uh, he had forgot about me. 
but he showed up. And a week later, I was sober. And I've been sober for seven years since. My husband and I both. I believe I surrendered my life to Christ in that moment um, when I called out. It just, God just showed up in every moment from that moment on. And uh, I detoxed in a hotel room <laughs> before I came home. And um, then I came back to Montana. And um, came to church and just really just spent an entire year <laughs> almost on my knees at an altar crying. Just, sorry. Begging God to fix my life because I couldn't live with it the way that it was anymore. I couldn't do it anymore. And I could, just couldn't live without my kids. We'd been separated from each other for now a little over eight years. Over a year that we were apart from each other, I had something to take away that pain. And now all of a sudden I found myself in a situation where there was nothing left to take away the pain. And I had to turn to God because it was so great. I would have died. I had no other choice but to turn to Him. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> Almost four years ago, um, the decision was made somehow uh, that we weren't able to have contact with our kids anymore. We, weren't able, we couldn't talk to them, we couldn't see them. And up until this point we did, and it was, and I was in sobriety. <laughs> and it was just, devastating. It was completely devastating. Um, if there was ever a moment that would have taken me back into um, addiction, that would have been it. But I just learned how to lean on God. Many times I hit my knees and just said, I don't understand, but I trust you. And it's really become a blessing, this pain and this torment and this form of hell that we've been through has really been turned into a blessing. Um, five months ago, uh, our daughter is 18 years old now, and she decided on her own that she wanted us back in her life. <laughs> and it's probably one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my life, the last five months of just being restored back to her. Because the person that was taken away from her isn't the same person that came back to her. All the things that we've been through and all the trauma that we've been through, I'm able to be there now healthy for her. We're able to talk about those things and the things that we've been through. And God has grown me into such a place that I can hear the hard stuff that she's been through and I can hear the pain that she's endured because of me. because of him and what he's made me today I don't have to go back to using I don't have to find something to feel better I can just be there for her. it's really the greatest thing I've ever experienced if I saw Jesus right now
thank you for loving me when I didn't deserve it. I would definitely say thank you. <laughs> my life is different now that I have Christ in my life, a hundred percent. I clearly did not think that one through because I got to get up after that. Um, God allows adversity and again this is one of those stories where this, the mess started with Danae and Randy but as they turned their life over to God he continued to work on them to get them ready for the season and we are believing that their, their son is also going to come back to relationship with them um, but just incredible to see how God works but you got to trust him through the process right I know that there was very hard times during that season where they were away from their children that it would have been really easy to walk away. But they chose to just continue to trust God even when it didn't look like it the way they wanted it to look. And sometimes that's one of the hardest things that we've got to walk through is understanding that when it doesn't look the way we want it to, we still need to put our trust and our hope and our complete dependence on God. Uh, we would love to hear your stories. If you have a, a testimony you'd like to share, you can email us at amen at ROLMT, and we would love to hear those because we would like to start doing these more regularly. I want to thank Katrina for putting that together for us. She did a great job with that video. Um, I know that some of you sit in the room today or you're watching online and you feel like you are almost wiped out by the trials and the stuff that you've walked through. And... It's tough because sometimes you can look around the room and you can see people who seem like no matter what they go through, they seem to just persevere and they're, they're joyful and they're happy and they're not struggling. And you feel like, man, no matter what, as soon as anything weighs me down, it affects everything. And I want to just encourage you because there are people that are on their faith journey that maybe are a little further on the road than you, but I'll guarantee you that if they can be joyful through the midst of a storm, it's because they have come to this place where they are putting their faith and their hope in Jesus Christ, even when things don't look the way that you think they should look. I mean, it's easy to follow God if by following him, you get what you want when you want it. That doesn't ever happen, just so you know. Because if you could determine everything, that would make you God. You do understand the difference, right? To have faith in God means that, God, I'm going to trust you when it's good, and I'm going to trust you when it's bad. I'm going to trust you when it's easy, and I'm going to trust you even when it's hard. And God will walk you through those trials and those tribulations. Adversity also shows us where we stand in our faith. Do we doubt God? Or do we thank him for his faithfulness during his stressful or even heart-wrenching times? Do we trust that he will never leave us or forsake us? See, adversity is God's most accurate measure of our faith. It reveals our endurance level. None of us knows how much difficulty we can withstand until we are tried. God is constantly using those things to refine us, to make us stronger. I look back at some of the hardest seasons in my life and some of those hard seasons God uses on a daily basis inside of my life 
Because he says, you've learned, and so now you can go. You've gotten comfort, so now you can give comfort. You've received wisdom through this process that you walked through, and now you can use that wisdom to help other people. God is always doing the best for you. So when we become dependent on him, we've got to trust him in that. Some, even right now, have a thought about being baptized tonight, and you may be in the middle of adversity, and so you think, well, I'll wait until I'm not in the middle of it. I'll wait until things are better, and then I'll get baptized. Because right now it's hard, and I don't know that I want to do that. Because, But can I tell you, that if this is a step, an act of faith, if you're stepping into this tank and saying, God, from now on, I want everybody to know that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and that I'm going to do that from now on for the rest of my life, then what better time than in the middle of it? To say to the enemy, listen, you may think that you're winning, but I'll show you. Because in the middle of my struggle tonight, I'm going to get into this tank, and I'm going to make this declaration of dependence on him. And for those of you who don't know maybe even what this means, maybe you're new to River or you haven't been in church or, or there are churches that even teach different things about this, this is not a moment where you get into the tank and it washes your sins away, okay? I, I say this every time we do baptism. I'm gonna say it again. This isn't special water, right? Came right out of the hose. This does not wash sins away, okay? So if you get into the tank and you're a sinner, you're gonna come out a wet sinner, all right? You'll just need a towel, right? <laughs> Change that. Jesus' blood changes that, right? So accepting Christ into your life and saying, I believe in you, that's what changes that. That's what removes sin from your life, right? He cleanses you in that moment. But then you have the opportunity to come up and get into this water, and what you're saying is, I'm dead to who I was, and I'm now alive in Christ. And that's why when we do this in a few moments, we celebrate. Because it's worth celebrating, right? I just want you to understand that when we put our trust in him, he is so good. The psalmist wrote, the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. So you may feel like, man, I've got troubles, but can I tell you, if you put your hope and your trust in him, he will deliver you from your troubles. His word tells us so. But oftentimes what happens is when, when we find ourselves in trouble, God may step in, but it may look different than the way we think it should. This last week, we were uh, upstairs in our offices, and we've noticed for a long time that there are some, there are some holes on the outside of the building, and so birds will get in to the, to the walls. And so we hear them. They sound like they're in our offices a lot of the time. Poor Seth, I think he has a nest in his office somewhere. But we were sitting there and we could hear them and then all of a sudden uh, one, of the, one of the people in the, in the, I think it was Nikki, she looked up and she goes, I can see him poking his head up and down right, right in there above the wall. And so we got up there and sure enough, it was a bird up there and, and I had to step into a Zoom meeting. I said, if you guys want to get the bird down or I'll do it when I get done. And so by the time I came out, the bird had actually gotten out of there and was in the loft running around. And so I guess what took place, I wasn't in there at the time, but I guess they had gotten the bucket and they were trying to scare the bird into the bucket. And it wasn't working. 
And then Tiana came along and she had something and she just like was, she said she was using her mom voice and very, very sweet with the bird. I don't know if that helped or not. But then she took something and, and she just kind of like coaxed it into the bucket. And then they took it outside and they set it free out in the grass. And, but I, I'm thinking about the process that we're talking about right here because for many of us, we find ourselves in trouble. This bird is in trouble. And he probably wanted, he or she, I, we didn't check. Um, <laughs> but probably wanted freedom. But all of a sudden now there's these people and they're trying to get it to do something, but they're not really, this bird has got to be going, what in the world? I'm not going in that bucket. All the while, our intentions were very good for the bird. We wanted the bird to be where it would be safe and happy. And so, but the bird wasn't understanding that. And I was thinking to myself, how many times are we like that with God? Where he is doing what is in our best interest. He is trying to get us to a place where maybe we experience a new freedom that we've never experienced before. But because, because we won't get in the bucket, because we fight back, because we want to do things our way, we miss out on what God has for us. So it's coming to this place of saying, God, I trust you. And if you're telling me, get in the bucket, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But I'm going to believe that you have something good for me on the other side of it. See, you can make a sermon illustration out of anything. I'm just saying. Sometimes it feels like overwhelming adversity is actually... What, what feels like overwhelming adversity is actually a loving God repositioning us for a new level of freedom. Psalm chapter 103, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows who we are. For he knows who we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. So this God of the universe knows you and he loves you and he has compassion on you. And so you may be sitting here feeling like, man, I feel this tremendous adversity. God is pleased because he sees that through that adversity, if you'll trust him, he is refining you and he's making you into who he designed you to be. And he's setting you up for a victory. But for many of us, when we find ourselves in the midst of a battle, we don't realize that a battle is necessary for victory, so we get mad at the battle. Don't get mad at the battle. Realize that he's called you to a victory. And so you gotta trust him through the process. We are growing spiritually. We're becoming stronger in areas of our weakness. We're increasing this level of trust when we say, God, even in the middle of this, I'm gonna trust you. God is thrilled when we respond correctly in the midst of our adversity. And I know that there are some of you in the room today and some of you are watching and you are in the middle of it right now we could, we could probably spend hours afterwards talking about the things that you're struggling with and the, the hard season that you find yourself in. And I totally understand that. And it's good to have people that can come around you during that time. But I'm gonna just challenge you right now to just say, God, I'm gonna trust you with this. I'm gonna believe you that you have good things for me and that you are the one that's able. You're the one that can do this. 
So in just a few moments, the worship team is going to come and we're going to spend some more time in worship. If you've not been here when we baptized people before, I would just say, man, if we can get excited about like a, a touchdown in a football game that we won't even remember two years from now, a year from now, a week from now, however long from now, how much more excited should we be when somebody who was lost is now found, when somebody who wants was not serving, is now serving, and now is saying, I don't care who knows it. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. So when that happens, while we're worshiping, you'll see it come up on the screen here in just a second, and when that happens, we are gonna erupt, and we're gonna be excited. And I don't know if there'll just be the one tonight or if there'll be multiple others who you, while you're sitting here, you're like, nah, I need that, I need to get baptized. Man, I hope that's the case because we would love the opportunity to just celebrate together. But if it's one, we're going to celebrate the one. And we're just going to be so grateful that God is so good. Amen? If, you, if you're in the middle of trouble today, I'm going to ask our prayer teams. I didn't give them any warning before this, but I'm going to ask them to just kind of be available. But they would even come alongside you. Not only are they going to pray for what the trouble is, but we're going to pray that, that God will, will increase your faith to trust him through the trouble. We're going to watch what God does. And I'm believing that we're going to see more and more of these videos of God doing incredible things in people's stories. Amen? Let me pray. God, we just thank you so much. You're so faithful. God, we thank you for Danae's story and Randy's story. And, and Lord, I even know more of the story now than, than even what was in the video. And it's just incredible to see your hand at work. So Father, we trust you right now. God, I pray over every person within the sound of my voice that God, you would help us to declare our dependence, that we would make this declaration tonight, whether it's in the tank or whether it's just in our heart tonight because we've already been baptized, but that we would say, God, I'm, I'm declaring that in the middle of whatever I'm going through that, that Lord, I'm putting my dependence on you God, I pray for those who will be baptized this weekend that, Father God, this won't be just an act of something, but, Lord, it will be a transformational moment in their faith journey that, God, they will say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ, that the old me is dead and the new me is here. Lord, I pray for us as a church family that we will come alongside those who are new to the faith and those who are, are, are just figuring out their faith journey, even if they've been coming to church for a long time, that God, we would be a loving community that would come alongside them and help them to grow. God, we give you all the praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Will you stand with us? Let's worship together. Hey, thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana. We exist for one purpose, to make Jesus famous by showing his love to the lost, broken, and hurting. For more information, you can check us out online at rolmt.com. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, we'd love to talk to you about what comes next. Shoot us an email at nextstep at rolmt.com. Thanks. Thanks.